heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Uh, so there's one particular story in the Atlantic that really caught my eye. And uh, the, the title of this was, uh, What's Really Behind Global Vaccine Hesitancy? And I thought, well, how would you like me to answer that, right? Uh, and of course, the publication is The Atlantic. So that will tell you a little bit up front here. So let me read you this quip here a little bit here. Uh, if policymakers want to limit the damage that the Omicron, and you've got to say that with an accent, you know, the Omicron and future variants do, they'll have to better understand why people reject vaccines, right? Uh, something as complex as a vaccine hesitancy is bound to have uh, many causes. But research suggests that one fundamental instinct drives it, a lack of trust. Hmm. Getting people to overcome their hesitancy will require restoring their trust in science, <laughs> their leaders, and quite possibly one another. The crisis of vaccine hesitancy and the crisis of creating trust in institutions are one in the same, they say. Well, the world over, people feel lied to, unheard, and pushed aside. It sounds like they answer their own question, huh? They no longer have any faith in their leaders. They're lashing out against their governments and health officials, and in some cases, by rejecting these COVID-19 vaccines. Interesting. Uh, so, you know, that's an interesting place to start, my fellow Americans, and welcome into the voice of a nation here. Is Malcolm Allah, Jewish truly, a pleasure to be with you as always. Dr. Henry Ely joins us for this COVID Q&A. And uh, uh, Dr. Henry Ely is a licensed naturopathic doctor and founder of the Energetic Health Institute. He's the author of 200 published works. He's a lead author on a series of peer-reviewed research papers that are significant, all on the uh, safe and effective treatments for COVID. Uh, there's a lot to that story, I have to tell you. His show, Energetic Health Radio, plays on America Out Loud Talk Radio Saturday and Sunday. Uh, you can catch that uh, after 3 p.m. Eastern time, right after the McCullough Report, in fact. So encourage you to tune in there. All the shows go to podcast, as always. Okay, my friend, Dr. Ely, it's always good to have you here. And uh, so this, uh, what's really behind global vaccine hesitancy? I'm sure you have your version of that. Uh, let's open it up there. What do you think about that? Well, uh, first of all, Brother Malcolm, thanks for having me here again. It's always good to, to talk with you. And I, I think this is an absolute joke, uh, you know, uh, and a bad one. You know, when we, when we look at this, they're saying, what's behind vaccine hesitancy? And what they're really asking is, what's behind us not being able to tell people what to think and do, right? And I think that's ridiculous. What's behind vaccine hesitancy? Um, intelligence. What's behind vaccine hesitancy? Um, an ability to critically think. What's behind vaccine hesitancy? Um, an ability to objectively look at data on the failures of it to protect Americans. We, we've published data that shows uh, that in the United States, at least 1.4 million Americans as of four weeks ago um, had, uh, had the experimental inoculations had failed to protect them. 
Uh, we've also published data consistently showing that, uh, like uh, Dr. McCullough and I have been saying now for a couple of weeks, we're approaching 1 million injuries uh, reported with this and, and well over um, 20,000 deaths um, post-inoculation. And uh, over we're approaching, if we're not there by today, over 6,000 deaths within 48 hours. And that's just what's been reported. And we know the under, that the uh, vaccine adverse events reporting system is grossly underreported. So what's behind vaccine hesitancy? My freedom, my expression of my freedom is what's behind it because I don't trust Pfizer who's paid out uh, over $3.2 billion in fraud uh, to the against the uh, to the American people. And that's uh, right on the Department of Justice's website. I don't trust Anthony Fauci and his lying uh, eyes and his lying mouth. I don't trust Joseph Biden. I don't trust the uh, vaccine manufacturers. I don't trust uh, the governors that are locking her bound. Why? Because they're not disclosing conflicts of interest. They're not holding these companies that are clearly falsifying data to the highest standards of medical and scientific ethics. And they are not being transparent with the American people. You wanna, you want people to take your product, here's an idea, give them the option and then step back. You want them to take your product, here's an idea. How about you prove that it's safe? How about you prove that it's effective instead of just repeating the same lies over and over and over again and playing from the same Nazi playbook that Joseph Goebbels put together, that if you tell a lie enough, it becomes truth. You want to stop vaccine hesitancy? Stop trying to ram something down our throats and treat us like adults and, and uh, valuable citizens instead of children. So to the Atlantic, I say, you want to come and talk to me and debate with me about this? Let's have an honest, open debate and let's kill all this PC crap that you're trying to do. I will not obey with anyone that lies to me. When a liar lies, you better believe him the first time. And thankfully, there's millions and hundreds of millions of people in the world who do. And I'll be happy to host that debate right here on this program on America Out Loud mm -hmm. Talk Radio, actually. Let's you know, put it out there, right? Let's let's throw out an open debate. I'll be there. <laughs> you, you, bet, know. you bet. You know, I had just a little inclination, just a slight little feeling. You'd have something to say about that. I thought that'd be uh, that, it angers, I'm sorry. If it, I don't like to be angry, but but that kind of ignorance angers me. Because, you know, yeah. what they're what they're really getting into, Malcolm, is a, a they're using the same playbook that eugenicists and Nazis yeah. used in the buildup to World War II, and I'm not going to stand for it. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of that out there, and that's why I, I just seen that when I said, wow, there's so much ignorance out there. It's terrible. Let's get on. We got so many mm -hmm. great questions here, and I want to get to so many as we can here for folks. I want to start with this one, very interesting, uh, from I Imrana. And um, she says, hello from Lebanon. Uh, I've heard of the courageous and righteous work of so many contributors to this platform. And I'm looking to get in touch with Dr. Henry Ely because I suffer from Parkinson's disease, which has become aggravated since I took the AstraZeneca shot for COVID. I took it mm -hmm. because I have elderly parents and I wanted to protect them. I have learned mm -hmm. that Dr. Ely may be able to assist me with both the adverse effects of the shots, as well as I hope the Parkinson's disease. I would really appreciate uh, any assistance I could get. God bless you all. Thank you for fighting for us all. Now, that's a tough question to start with, Dr. Ely, but any encouraging thoughts for Imrana there? First of all, just a lot of love for her. You know, I mean, I think it's a, such an incredible thing when we hear so many people 
doing these acts of selflessness, it's unfortunately that they relied uh, to, to bring them to want to perform those acts, but it speaks to the goodness of their hearts. Mm. Uh, two quick thoughts. One, with Parkinson's, um, it's always, uh, in every case I've ever heard of, a sign of severe glutathione deficiency. So that's something that she can have checked. She can talk to her doctors about, and that's going to improve. So that could be a great um, part of this underlying condition for her. Check glutathione. It's important. Um, once that gets stabilized, I would do the same thing that I recommend now for everybody. And I recommend without reservation and with a tremendous amount of confidence, work with someone who knows how to help you fast so that you can get into an autophagosomic response at the cell level. And we've seen that clearing the effects of the mRNA and other, and AstraZeneca is a, a different platform, uh, but it clears the effects of the experimental inoculations and what we've been seeing clinically so far. It's been a godsend, Malcolm, just fasting. But you gotta get ready to fast, especially when there's a pre-existing condition. So I'd say work with your medical team on getting the glutathione up first. Yeah, good, good, good advice there. Uh, this next one is from Jennifer. I just listened to the November COVID Q&A podcast with Dr. Ely, which led me to his publication as well, COVID-19, Restoring Public Trust During a Global Health Crisis. Wow, wow, wow. What a great resource. Thank you, Dr. Ely. Now, I got to tell you, with Jennifer, she, she took my, I always use three wows on my program. So she took my, she took my wow. So I had to say, <laughs> wow, wow. I always do three. My wife always says, why do you do three? Well, it just comes in threes. Wow, wow, wow. And she took that. All right. A <laughs> couple of questions from Jennifer here. She says here, uh, I now have a religious exemption from my employer, but I'm subject to weekly testing. Fortunately, I'm able to avoid the testing by working remotely, but my remote work option is only a pilot project. The university I work for may at sometime shortly in the future decide to mandate that everyone come back to the office, they believe. How can individuals fight against testing requirements? Uh, she, she's asked number one. And let me give the second real up front here. A friend has made an appointment for her booster shot because she thinks it's a new formula that will protect her against the Delta variant. <laughs> I've not yeah, I've not come across any information that the booster shots are any different from the original Pfizer, Moderna, J&J shots. Please confirm. And thank you, Malcolm. And thank you, Dr. Ely and all of your colleagues there at America Out Loud. All right. So there's a two part there. First, you know, what she said up front mm -hmm. and then the second. Go ahead, Dr. Ely. Yeah, so the, the first uh, part I would have is I would say if you're a member of a union, I would contact my union representative first and foremost uh, and make sure that they're aware of your concerns and uh, start working with them to craft a strategy so that you don't have to be subject to uh, weekly testing. I'll, I'll tell you that's going to be a difficult thing, but it's something that should be bargained collectively. Uh, and it's something that you should be able to develop some kind of um, uh, immunity from if you can prove that you already are immune. So uh, one of the things that I'm encouraging everybody to do is get tested for antibodies and for T cells. And also while you're there, you might as well get tested for vitamin D levels. So you can make sure that you're staying above 50 nanograms per milliliter, which is really the safe mark. Um, as it comes to um, part two of that question, give me that part two of the question yeah, one more time. Malcolm. Yeah, right. A friend made an appointment for a booster shot because she thinks it's a new formula. Uh, Remember, yeah, I came yeah. across the information, yeah. Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, &J, et cetera. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, uh, my understanding uh, is that no, there has been no adjustment to any of the mRNA sequence formulations, um, that they are the exact same shots, experimental shots that have been injuring people and failing to protect people because these shots are, were developed based upon the initial um, uh, variant, if you will, or the initial strain of the uh, so-called virus. So what we would want in that situation is really simple. Every, if it's like this, Malcolm, you know, when you're waiting for an elevator and you press the button once and it's not coming fast enough, right? If you keep pressing the button, it's not going to get the elevator there any faster. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what the boosters are. You're, you're just trying to um, stimulate the immune system again to increase antibodies. That's the theory of it. But the antibodies that are being produced are not specific to the new variants. And that's why these variants are able to evade them. And that's why this is a horrific idea and not based in science, but it's based in profit. Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's good advice for Jennifer. And just one point to make to you, Dr. Ely. That's why I don't use the elevator. I use the stairs, by the way. I can get there much quicker. Exactly. Yes. And it's and better for my body. I just want to point that out. I was one of the cats early on. I wouldn't do a cruise today if you pay me. But back in the day when you used to do a cruise and it was a pleasant experience, I wouldn't mm -hmm. be locked on a boat with people with all these diseases, everything else running around now. And I was the cat who would always use the stairs and walk all those flights. And then, you know, because you're going to eat well, then you want to work it off. Whereas everybody else was mm -hmm. using the elevator. Anyways, I don't know why I shared that with people, but I, I just had a sense of bravery to put it out there, Doc, you know. So hey, walking, walking, walking works, right? Use your body. That's what it's there for. That's it. Right. <laughs> this next one is from Debbie. She says, I, I saw I saw one of the uh, doctors for over 20 years, a doctor chef for 20 years. Uh, she has since left care for her elderly father. I was with her during the first wave of the COVID-19. Uh, she never required a mask and I was out about town. I never got sick that entire year. I had to find another doctor. He had me come in repeatedly and made me wear a mask. Their bare hands touched. I got sick, ended up in hospital on a ventilator. I just went for a follow-up uh, and I have my own uh, sanitary sealed mask with sanitizer for my hands and gloves to use to put my mask on. It's a kit. Never opened, and I was told if I don't wear their mask, I can't see the doctor. I said, I don't wear a mask on my face that your bare hands touched on my face. They had a pile of masks laid out on the counter telling people just grab one and wear it. Because She said, no, because it's unsanitary. And yet they touch the mask with bare hands and treat you as if you're unreasonable for not wanting to wear it. So I just want to say... It's not just the lack of the vaccine you can't get. And it's also at some, at some doctor's offices. It's also if you don't wear their barehanded, passed out mask. I, I, I think I, if more stood up to this medical tyranny or at best, you know, make it known you want to wear your own sealed, never used mask. Uh, that we should mm -hmm. be allowed to. And no sooner did I get to the car, the woman sat playing with the mask if she was shuffling cards with bare hands. Unbelievable. What is the sense, she says? It's blown in the wind. I had to read this one to you. It was so theatrical. In the COVID mm -hmm. unit, you have no say. You're not even alert enough to what is going on. Uh, but by cracky, please, uh, people stand up where and when you can. Don't just roll over and be blind to your own safety. I don't know. There was something about Debbie's email. It wasn't so much a question but it was the mm -hmm. craziness of the mask wearing. And I've seen this in a lot of these offices and people where, and they're breathing, they're, they're down below their noses. They weren't as a chin guard and, mm -hmm. and all for the craziness that somebody told them to wear a mask. It's pretty insane, Dr. Mm -hmm. Really. 
it's it's the most insane thing. This is it's a it's a total visual representation of a Nazi psyop um, uh, operation, uh, and and it's now global. Uh, it you know what, what blows me away, uh, Malcolm, about it every single time is that the only study that we've ever seen discussing whether masks are effective at reducing infective spread was published by CDC Europe um, in uh, February of 21. And it said conclusively that at the highest uh, level they could estimate was a 1.2% reduction in infective spread uh, for global mask usage, which is to say that it's not statistically significant. You don't get into any sense of statistical significance uh, in a case like that, unless you can reduce the infective spread by over 15 to 20%. And then it becomes a, 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 a verify, a viable you know, methodology. But when you're at 1.2% reduction in infective spread, that's to say that you might as well not wear it. You know, I mean, what do people have against air? You know, that's what blows me away. I, I like air. So, you know, I don't, I don't know what people are doing. Yeah. And it's unhealthy for you. And I've read plenty of studies where these things you're breathing in your own ear constantly. Some people have to do this for seven, eight, nine hours a day. Uh, and there's going to be a, a factor from that as well. There, there's no way I would uh, I would do that. I feel for the people who are put in these compromising situations that are forced to do it just to keep their, you know, to put food on the table. And they're being forced to do things that are not in their best interest. Uh, it's really a sad state of affairs. And as you always mentioned, Nazi Germany, I think a lot of people are referencing the 1930s again, more than I've ever mm -hmm. seen at this moment in time. It's remarkable. Uh, this next one is from James. I was diagnosed with COVID-19 uh, in January 2021. I began having recurrent symptoms such as shortness of breath, low temperature, loss of taste and smell, and felt bad most of the time. My doctors were trying to determine if I had long haul syndrome. I was diagnosed mm -hmm. with an atypical type of pneumonia as a result of COVID-19 in May of 2021. At that time, it was determined I had a mass on my thyroid, which was removed in October, just this past October here. The mass was determined to be a rare form of thyroid cancer. My employer is insistent that I get vaccinated. My doctors will not provide a letter exempt to me from vaccination. Every time in the past when I got a vaccination, I would get sick for several days and I would prefer not to get vaccinated as I feel I have a natural immunity from when I had COVID-19 back in January. Can you refer me to a physician that will provide me with a letter exempting me from the vaccine or assist me in getting a letter? Thank you. That's from James. What do you say to James? Well, I say, James, it's easier to get into heaven than it is to get a letter of, of metal, medical um, wow. exemption at wow. this point. Um, which is criminal. Why are they so um, hesitant to do those letters? Can you tell me that, please? I don't really understand. Well, it's because the FDA is is on the warpath and has been very open about it since the onset of this man-made crisis. Uh, the FDA sent out warning letters uh, to every uh, through every health department and to every medical association, being very clear that if you say you have a cure for this, if you say or make any claims that they can misconstrue as, uh, as a violation of, of, uh, of empirical evidence or available data, that they will threaten, they will penalize you, take your license and may even imprison you. So um, they, they set the tone with doctors uh, to get in line very, very early, Malcolm, and, and, no, and that hasn't shifted. I mean, you know, we've seen what happened to Dr. Mercola just because he was publishing information, um, not necessarily even specific to COVID, but on nutrition. And they were like, no, you have to take all that stuff down or we're going we're gonna, to um, sue you into, into poverty. So, you know, I, I think what, when we look at this situation, and unfortunately for, um, for this is to say 
give up on the medical exemptions, go all in on the religious exemptions. An exemption is an exemption. And, um, and one of the things I still am going to encourage everybody to do, get your antibodies tested, get your T cells tested, confirm that you have established immunity that will work in a court of law if you have to go up against your employer. And, um, and there are attorneys who are looking for these kind of brave Americans to take on these cases. And while you're there, check your vitamin D levels. Mm. Make sure your vitamin D levels are above 50 nanograms per milliliter. It may be the most important number that we can educate people on um, finding out so, so that you can be confident. You don't have to fear this or anything. Your body is positioned beautifully to handle it. If you are in a very nutrient dense state. I love that. I love that. I've learned so much about these things from, from you and McCullough, but vitamin D is such, so essential here. You, you just told me something I didn't realize. Um, you, you mentioned, so you believe that it's maybe uh, a little quicker, faster, easier, potentially to get a religious exemption than a medical exemption. Yes. It, it's been my advice to everyone. It's what we've been hearing, Malcolm, that's been more effective and an easier. I just had my niece uh, get one, um, you know, who uh, she was working at a hospital and and they wanted to, you know, threaten everything. So I gave her everything to say and do. We, we put everything that we, I, I shared with her everything we have on covidcon21.com about this, about getting a religious exemption. She followed it to a T and she got it the next day. So, um, you know, I, I think you just got to let these people that know that you're informed and that you're not playing around with this, that they can't threaten your livelihood or to coerce you into an experimental um, product. Right. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Um, and, you know, covidcon21.com, there's a tremendous amount of resources there, friends. If you haven't been there, uh, go there and check that out. That's, again, a gift from uh, Dr. Henry Ely and his team. Uh, there's a lot there, as I say, that uh, resources, information. Uh, and there's others back at America Out Loud, of course. We mm -hmm. get those messages mm -hmm. in every day. People say, oh, my God, the resources, the information you have here. And there's so much of it. Sometimes it's hard to line it all up and make it so easy to find. And I apologize for that. But there's so much happening. But if you do go to the navigation bar on America Out Loud, our team, and you're going to Dr. Henry Ely, for example, there. Okay. There are three posts at the very top there that are essential. You want to take a look at, and one is taking the fight to the employer or school COVID questions and exemptions. There's a whole lot of information in there by Dr. Ely here, who's uh, you, you're hearing right now. Um, and then there's some other great stories. Another great one is COVID-19 investigation and empirical evidence for preventive strategies. And there's a case study there as well um, that is remarkable, a show on that you want to hear. So all those are right at the top there as well. And speaking of which this, uh, Chris asked, uh, I'm trying to find the presentation by Dr. Henry Ely mentioned in the program uh, that you did, uh, COVID investigation the truth is hiding in plain sight mm -hmm. uh, on November 2nd is the download link to the presentation slides listed somewhere on the website. And I went back just a moment ago, uh, Dr. Elie and I mm -hmm. looked for mm -hmm. that. And I see the post here on November 2nd, he's right. COVID investigation, the truth is hiding in plain sight. Do you know what he's speaking about exactly what he's looking for the slides? Yeah. Let me, let me apologize to the audience there. I, I do know what he's speaking of. Um, we have a, I have a slide deck, Malcolm, of uh, about 150 slides with visual evidence to answer 33 of the most common questions. Um, I'm tightening that up. I will get that to you. We'll, we'll, I'll give it to you so you can update that post, but we'll make sure it's a part of uh, this week and COVID next week awesome. so that people can, can see that. We're actually going to start doing 
short uh, one question videos where I'll just take one question and turn it into a two or three minute quick video for people so that we they, everyone can be oriented to them uh, on it. But we'll have that by by next week for sure. No problem. All right. This next one's from Heidi. Uh, thank you for all that you do. And I so appreciate these Q&As, Malcolm. I learned so much. I have a vitamin D question. Last summer, mm. I was taking 10,000 IUs of D and my doctor was reluctant to order a D test uh, for me to help me to self-administer. He wanted me to wait until December for my yearly. So I did an online home test and my D was 71 NGMLs. I was mm -hmm. happy. And my doctor ordered the hydroxy 25 test and my D was 120. He wants me off D for three months. And I'm hesitant to do that going into flu season. I've already had and recovered from COVID. I'm 62. I'm taking K2M, uh, K7 to prevent calcium injury uh, from too mm -hmm. much D. My question is, should I wait three months or should I wait less and then lower my D dosage until my next D test in January? I want my immune system primed and ready for the flu, which I'm not, ex uh, which is why I'm not accepting the vaccine. What do you think of this for Heidi? Well, first of all, uh, I think she's approaching this beautifully, right? She's saying, look, I'm going to take this and then I'm going to check my levels so that I can know whether I've kind of overshot the mark. And I would say at 71, you are doing beautifully right there. You're well over the 50 nanograms per milliliter um, uh, bar. You know, the, the Mendoza line we want to have people above is 50 nanograms per milliliter. So at 71, you're doing great. If that's gone up, to a 121 and you'll have to confirm based upon the units to make sure that the nanograms per milliliters you're comparing apples to apples um, then i would say yeah it's, it's appropriate to back off what we typically recommend malcolm is our washout days for people who are doing you know routine regular supplementation and that means that you know that you supplement five days a week instead of seven you know that you give your body two days to kind of rebalance itself out i think the other thing is that if she's um, taking ten thousand. If it was me and I was working with a patient who was doing that, I would say, let's let's drop you down to 5,000, somewhere to 3,000 to 5,000. Your body clearly is doing great uh, with it and everything that you're doing. So let's drop down a little bit, add in a couple of washout days every week, and the body will come into its own sense of homeostasis and balance. We don't need to full discontinue, and I don't agree with that methodology. One quick note. Um, I would also ask the doctor how much time he had in education of nutrition, uh, because we know from the National Academy of Sciences that most MDs get on average 19.6 hours of uh, nutrition education over six years. That's essentially a weekend workshop uh, on nutrition over their six-year education, and uh, most get even less than that. So they're not qualified to talk about nutrition in almost every in every case. Is there a way to check your D levels at home? Is there a D, is there a test we can take at home? I wish I knew of one. I don't know of one, um, but you can go to places like Direct Labs, um, and which is a subsidiary, I think, of LabCorp, and you can order your own test and go into a draw station and and get your own numbers. You can you can have it done. You don't need a doctor's authorization to get a vitamin D test in the United States. Okay, it'd be really nice if they had something convenient at home. You could just do that with. Wouldn't you it? Know. Right, I, right, I, wouldn't it? Well, because the D is so important. We've learned so much about that now, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's the thing about this whole COVID exercise. Uh, the, if there's any silver lining and hard to really find one in this episode, but, um, but if there is one, it's we're more informed, Dr. Ely, you know, we're more informed as a people and people are understanding the importance of their immune system and, and these things we should be taking on a regular basis for our body, which helps us in a lot of other areas, right? That would be mm -hmm. one line, right? We, we are becoming nutritionists by necessity, and I, for one, love it.
Yeah, that's a good way to put it, actually. A nutritionist by necessity. I like that very much. Well, my fellow Americans, we're speaking here with Dr. Henry Ely here on this um, COVID Q&A. These are the most uh, successful programs we really have on the platform, uh, which is remarkable. Uh, they're, uh, they're truly amazing. I mean, the outpouring of people who just so appreciate these. I, I had no idea, but people really need this vital information. And we do them with Dr. Henry Lee. We do them with Dr. Peter McCullough. Uh, and we get a lot of requests in uh, for these. We can't get to all the questions, mind you. We do our very best to get as many of the answers out uh, to you all. So I, I, you know, hope you know that. And you can email us, of course, at liberty at americaroutloud.com or just hit the contact button back at americaroutloud.com with any of your thoughts and questions then. We'll do our very best to get them to the airwaves. Sometimes it takes a little bit to do that. But the main thing in all of this is I was just sharing with you all and Dr. Ely is what we've learned as a people. Uh, and like he just said, we celebrate that in a way. Uh, and I myself have done that. I've learned so much from all of this, truly remarkable. Um, it's important we take care of our bodies. We get one chance at this. Our bodies are so, they're, they're, they're our temple. I mean, we need to treat it as such and uh, you know, treat them rifle uh, as it should be. And I, I see that in my own life. Um, you know, I, I brag all the time to you about walking. If I took my walk this morning, you know, I couldn't do it yesterday because I had a migraine headache I shared with you on yesterday's show. And I, I felt, uh, you know, like I was missing something by not taking the walk in a few miles. I try to walk between three and five miles a day um, and make it a priority to do that. We'll actually push things off my schedule to do that. So I encourage you to do the same. Get out and see the trees. Uh, you know, not, not, not Lorax when I chop the trees down, but get out and see the trees, right? As we used to say, and breathe. We, we all got to get beyond these walls a little bit. I know I got to. I, I, I suffocate in the studio too much, you know, when it's all of this. Ah, I stop bouncing off the walls. You know, I got to get out. Anyways, you know, that's, uh, that's important to get out and walk. The other thing I do is take healthy self. And I take a whole regiment of things. I've become, uh, it's become part of my religion, actually, to do this thing. And it has been for a while. I've been taking healthy self for four years, but, but I take a whole list of things. A lot of things that Dr. Riley has recommended. Uh, but Healthy Cell has got a great lineup of products. They come in gel form. The absorbent of gel gets into your body quicker, faster. So that's a good thing. I take both the gel and the pill form or whatever. I'm, you know, happy to take all of it, actually, uh, to help me on the journey. And uh, But a lot of people don't like the pill, so they take the gel form. They have a daily regimen, an AMPM product. Uh, they have immune super boost. They've got a, a REM sleep focus. Uh, and uh, AC11 is a new one, comes a patented project from the Amazon. It's uh, really having great results in fighting COVID. All of those products are available at healthycell.com forward slash out loud. All of our listeners get 20% off the first order again. Uh, you can just use the code out loud or click the banner ad back on the site and you'll be uh, uh, able to get that discount. So do that. And please remember to get out and walk amongst there. The, I call it the sidewalks of America. You never know who you're going to meet. I love to say good morning, good afternoon to folks and see how many people say that back, you know, and just, hey, it's all good in the city. You know, I love it. Love it. One day I'm going to do a show, a remote show, just walking the sidewalks of life and talking to people. Hopefully somebody won't shoot me in the process. We'll take a pause, my fellow Americans. We will return. You're listening to the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at liberty at americaoutloud.com. Liberty at americaoutloud.com. Because of COVID-19, 
Many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 112 times per month. But by simply keeping our immune system strong, we can stay healthy and put our worries at ease. One little known way to do this is by taking AC11, a patented supplement from a plant in the Amazon rainforest. Studied for over 20 years and backed by over 40 scientific peer-reviewed studies, taking AC11 has been proven to extend the life of immune cells called leukocytes, allowing you to boost immunity naturally. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of AC11. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, -E -L -L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. It was a vision that gave birth to a unique multimedia platform that would combine classic talk radio, great writers, and memorable podcasts and videos. AmericaOutloud.com is a conservative leader in a field that is predominantly run by far-left progressive globalists. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. We join you back here on The Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly, and this is a COVID Q&A here with uh, one of our best, my brother, Dr. Henry Ely is here, and uh, we're going through a lot of questions. Now, we got a lot to pack in here, so I better stop the uh, the funny stuff and get serious and put put my seatbelt on. You always got to put your seatbelt on, you know, when you're ready to move a little quicker. That's what I'm ready to do right now here with Dr. Ely. We'll stop with this first question here from Mary. It says, hello, I heard Dr. Ely on a COVID-19 series, and I was impressed with his knowledge and his simple articulate explanations and preventing COVID-19 or treating. I want to be prepared in case my loved ones get COVID-19, so they haven't had it yet. Uh, a couple of questions here. How can I learn about Dr. Ely's protocol for COVID-19? Can Dr. Ely prescribe hydroxychloroquine to me by chance? Does Dr. Ely have a protocol for people who have been vaxxed and want to detox from any possible damage? So what do you think? Uh, yes, yes, we do. So. Uh, the first thing I would say is uh, for anyone, if we're talking about uh, post-inoculation and they want to do something about clearing it or doing the best they can to clear it, um, we've done it. We did a great show on that. It's a podcast on the America Out Loud platform. It's a case study um, on um, on fasting. So you can go and find our, our podcast that we did on fasting. We also on the covidcon21.com site have a, a free resource called Immune Priming. Um, and, uh, and, and on that, we have all kind of information, all peer reviewed and, and all referenced, uh, with the recommended amounts for you to discuss with your uh, medical team and, uh, also, uh, discussions on autophagy. Um, I know some people will give me some guff for that. Some people say, no, it's supposed to be pronounced autophagy. No, only in Great Britain, do they pronounce it incorrectly like that? It's autophagy. <laughs> so, um, but you're, the, the key message, Malcolm, is your body is designed to heal. All the answers you need to get through this crisis are living within you. You just have to give your body the opportunity to express what it knows how to do best, which is heal. 
Yeah. You know, one quick thing to tell you folks, if you, uh, I just did it here, just live as, as uh, Dr. H was talking here, you go to the search bar to America Out Loud at the top there, click that type in, I put the word fasting in. And who comes up first? Well, Dr. Henry Ely comes up first. He's got a series <laughs> of shows and articles in there. Uh, one is I've recovered, is my immunity better than what the shot provides? And Dr. McCullough's in that and, and Dr. Gold, I believe as well. Is that correct? I believe. Right. Yeah. Simone we got Gold, Dr. Yeah. Simone Gold too. Yeah. yeah. Simone's in there. Another one, COVID-19, what you're not being told could save your life. Uh, next one is our children, the mental health crisis we're not talking about. Uh, oh, here's one right here uh, from uh, August, in intermittent fasting, how hunger is healing. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Just type that one word and Dr. Illy, you'll get a library of great information from you. Okay. There it is. Mm -hmm. Did it live. All right. On to the next one. This one is from Sabatina. I'm hoping you can help me get a medical exemption for my son. He won't be allowed to take classes any longer unless he's fully vaccinated. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, the uh, CT is no longer accepting religious exemptions. Wow, there it is. Unfortunately, he doesn't want to get, unfortunately, she says. Oh, that's uh, remarkable. This is the mom, I guess. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. he doesn't want to get vaccinated, but we don't see any other way. Please guide us to how we can get a medical exemption. I'm really struck by the fact she's saying, the mom, unfortunately. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a interesting use of words. And uh, I think two things. One, is that find a find a way, you know, you're, you are, uh, I think we can count on really on probably one or two hands, the number of medical exemptions that we've actually heard go through um, on this. I think uh, the uh, George Mason professor is one of the few that we've heard actually get it. And the way he got it was he was able to prove that he already had established immunity through an antibody testing and through T cell testing, but um, it's inexplicably and illogically something that's being uh, prevented. Um, I would seek litigation. I would seek moving to a different state. I won't live in a state where they're telling me that I don't have a right to religious freedom. So um, I think you have some interesting questions to tackle as a family. But I, I also think that uh, if you give in to this, uh, then the Nazism and eugenicist practices are winning. All right, this one is from Ida. My doctors won't fill out the medical ex exemption form for my employer's HPE vaccine mandate. I am breastfeeding. I plan to get mm -hmm. pregnant and I have natural immunity and the BRCA gene. Would you mm -hmm. fill it out? Uh, it is due here in December. What do you say to that? Um, no, I won't fill it out. Um, I won't fill it out because uh, I don't want the FDA and the federal government coming and shutting uh, me down. And unfortunately, that's the environment we exist in. We can't. Is that why most docs won't fill it out, Dr. Ely? Is that, that is why? exactly why oh, most I'll doctors will not touch it. So <clears throat> our, our, our Americans, too, I'd say to you is that your, your doctors are being um, your doctors are being corralled and coerced and forced to do something that's against our, our oaths. And, and uh, it's unethical. It's wrong. And that's why we're calling for a grand jury investigation into all of it. And so if you haven't um, if you haven't signed the petition for a grand jury investigation that are being championed now by very brave elected officials throughout the country, we encourage you to do so uh, because this cannot stand. This cannot be the way that our country um, continues forward. Um, uh, it, it just can't stand. 
Yeah. And by the way, uh, let me tell you, and I don't know if you're even aware of that, uh, Dr. Ely, but uh, when you go to America Out Loud, there's a scrolling bar at the very top, whether you're on mobile or the website itself. And actually, this uh, grand jury petition that Dr. Ely's talking about is in that scroll bar. Went up there yesterday, in fact. So we hope people are paying attention to that and clicking it. And it just says about those vaccines join mm-hmm. the more than 100,000 Americans who have signed the grand jury petition to formally indict the cowards that are killing our fellow Americans for profit. There it is right there, mm-hmm. Dr. Daly. And the mm-hmm. link thank is right there. Thank you so much there. for that. Yeah, sorry to over- talk over you, but yeah, thank you so I saw that. I saw that uh, last night and I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty neat. Thank you. Oh, for you did notice and I'm glad you're yeah. paying attention, brother. That's good to know. <laughs> well, I, it went up there and I thought, you know, we got to make this happen here and get more of those numbers up there. I'm hoping to double your double the number there for you and get get that really off the charts, you know? All right. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to come through a series of questions next here on the vaccinated. So let's move on some of these here. And there's a lot in here. Mm-hmm. So here we go. This next one's from Faith. Um, if forced to take the vaccine or lose my job, it will be a tremendous strain. Is there some kind of detox or invention protocol available to me after injection? If I have to take it, what can I do? Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if you feel that you have to take it, that's a, that I want everybody who says that to understand you're not being forced, you are expressing your freedom. You have the freedom to elect to do it. You have the freedom to not do it, even if that freedom of not doing it means that you have to encounter other hardships. I encourage people to really debate this with yourselves and your families, because I will not comply. I will not obey. There's nothing that they can do to put that needle in my arm. Um, I don't care if they put me on house arrest. I don't care if they put me in a prison underneath the ocean. I will not do it. And I think that's the kind of resolve we have to show uh, rather than saying, oh, well, if I didn't do this, I was going to lose my job. Your job doesn't own your body and you have to make that stand. Mm. So um, you have to we, we are at a very interesting time. where We have some very difficult decisions, but that's what freedom um, yeah. that's what, if you believe in freedom, then you believe in making those difficult decisions. Yeah. So it, now we do have Malcolm, we do, sorry to interrupt. We, we do have some, um, protocols for people who have been injured, of course. Um, and that is centered around fasting, but I think we have an, a bigger, that question, a bigger ethical issue going on. Uh, the fasting, uh, hold on, touch on that real fast. So people get us So the fasting that will help in this capacity, the way she's asking as a, to counteract, uh, the vaccine, if you fast for like how long and how quick, you know. We, we, we've seen, we, we've developed a strategy with, of 14 day cycles where for three days, a person does water fasting under supervision. And then for 11 days, they fill their body with nutrients. And then they do a second cycle of fasting over the next 14 days. And then, you know, so you keep kind of rinse, repeat until you get your body and your health back to where it needs to be. So we've seen that work in a few um, cases clinically. Uh, we don't have enough data on it to say that it would work, you know, in a long, large swaths of people. And unfortunately, it's a technique in terms of fasting that isn't taught in any major medical school, naturopathic or otherwise. So it's a very small group of doctors that actually know how to do this kind of work successfully. Um, but, you know, it's also in the Bible. You know, it's something that we've been doing as, a, as, as humans for thousands and thousands of years as well. So um, your body is designed to heal and the key is giving your body an opportunity to not have to digest food. If you want to get some more empirical evidence and research on this, I would encourage people to go and check out the Victor Longo Institute at the University of Southern California in the United States of America. In my opinion, they're doing the best research 
on fasting and the role that it plays in helping create health and reverse disease. Yeah, there's a lot to this fasting business. I've learned that and, I, and I've done it myself. I've done the 72 hour thing. Uh, you, you have to just be mentally prepared for that is what it is. It truly, it's doable. Mm-hmm. And then you do the short fastings every day. You can do those short fasting things. Um, again, just go to the search bar in America Right Loud, type in fasting. You'll get a whole litany of things from uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Henry Ely there, both programs and articles he's done, which help educate all of us on fasting, by the way. Uh, this next one is from Stacy. Uh, can you please explain the immunity a person has, compromised or otherwise, in an mm-hmm. individual who had COVID early in the pandemic, then was vaccinated with J&J over a year after full recovery? Thanks you so much for the insights and guidance. For sure. We have these amazing cells in our bodies, predominantly B cells and T cells, which are our specific and very advanced killers. Think of them like your green berets. Okay. We, we, we do, uh, the analogy I like to create for students is that your immune system is basically like a, a well-trained and organized military. You know, you have your privates, the neutrophils, you have, you know, some of your, your tanks are going to be your, um, your macrophages, but then you have these really precise, you know, special ops kind of forces that are in, fantastic at what they do, uh, B cells and T cells. And what we want to do is make sure that they have the nutrients needed to, so they can do their jobs the most effective that they can do them. So when a person encounters any virus, any microorganism like SARS-CoV-2, and they recover from it, they're going to develop and have a memory of that encounter that's going to um, uh, give them the ability to, uh, their body, the ability to fight off instantly any future exposures to that. See, that's the secret, Malcolm, is it's not just about, you know, just because you get exposed to something, you're going to get sick. That's nonsense. It's it's exposure and susceptibility. And Mm. what makes someone susceptible is nutrient deficiencies and high levels of stress, which is what everybody's been under for the last two years. Wow. So once you recovered, there was no need to get any experimental inoculation because you can't become more immune than you already are. All right. So um, it was a superfluous endeavor to get the shot once you've already developed natural immunity. And there are at least 106 studies that have been done that confirm this. Dr. Paul Alexander is doing a great work on putting this together. Yeah, right. His name comes up often, let's say, very mm-hmm. often. Uh, Brownstone, right? You're speaking of? Brownstone Institute. And I'm, I'm doing everything I can to get our schedules to match up so I can get him on the radio show yeah, <laughs> really soon. I'd really like to. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, all right, this next one's from Richard. What can the vaccinated do to protect themselves from long-term damage from this vaccine? Fasting. We're going to, we're going to keep, we're going to broken record this, but get into fasting, both intermittent fasting and get into um, regular, uh, what's called clinical fasting, which is three day water fasting. When we say fasting, make sure that you're working, especially as you start the process with people who already know what they're doing with fasting, because it is something that is a beautiful um, addition to your lifestyle and your regular health practices. Uh, but we want to make sure, of course, you're doing it safe and you're doing it from a very educated uh, place. And that reminds me to remind all of you out there, please, that everything we're talking about here, my fellow Americans, is educational information. It's for your knowledge. It's to make us all better informed. But it in no way replaces your circle, your doctors, the professionals around you. Very, very vitally important. That's why we have the disclaimers back at America Out Loud. You understand that out there as well. So please seek the advice you need for personal interactions, for sure, and use us as a resource for information 
information and knowledge, but that's it. I, we can't get involved any more than that with, you can just see the amount of, uh, you know, tens of thousands of cases that come in here and what have you. So this next one's from Celia. I wondered if you could recommend a doctor who is open-minded about the damage and nature of the COVID vaccines in the Los Angeles area. Now, my husband had the vaccine. It has given me neurological problems after intimacy. My husband does not believe me and wants me to see a doctor. Well, sounds like a normal husband and wife dispute there. What do you say, Dr. Ely? <laughs> you know, I wish I had a, um, a directory of doctors who are doing really good work on this. Unfortunately, I don't. Unfortunately, you're going to have to shop around. And I think one of the best questions you can ask uh, doctor is, you know, what's your stance on the, the experimental inoculations? You know, I think with, I think it's a reasonable question, and I think if somebody um, somebody's stance doesn't align with yours, then I think what you do is you keep shopping around until you find the one that does. Yeah, it's tricky. It really is tricky finding a doc. Everybody's having that same uh, experience, actually. Uh, Danny mm -hmm. says, I had COVID in April 21. Uh, my job is requiring the jab, of course, <laughs> he says. I do not want to take uh, since I had COVID and I'm aware of the increased risk of autoimmune issues. I also have rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia. I live in Colorado and looking for a doc again who's willing to sign my medical exam request. If you're able to assist mm -hmm. or direct me to someone of my help, we'd be very appreciative. Uh, it's a tough one again, isn't it, for Danny? It, it's a tough one. And, and, I, and I, I want to say this to everybody that, that has this issue. I wish I could sign it. If I could sign it, I, and I should be able to sign it, I would sign it in a heartbeat. But I also want to let everybody know whose job is still saying that they um, have to get jab or job, uh, that they are now in violation of the uh, U.S. circuit court's uh, who have uh, repeatedly and over the last several weeks upheld the freedom and rights of the employee to make their own decisions regarding these experimental inoculations. So I would go and check out the work we've done on the special report on the Fifth Circuit judge who ruled against it, Dr., uh, the Honorable Kurt uh, Englehart, yeah. and then uh, the subsequent rulings that have come out. If your job if is trying to mandate these, they are now in, they are now in direct violation of the law in the U.S., federal courts. You know, you and I one day are going to do a, a, an hour show, a, maybe a little bit comedic, I don't know, but it's going to be titled mm -hmm. Jab or Job. And we're going to start with take this job and shove it. Right? Shove it. <laughs> I ain't working here no, no more. more. Yeah. We're going to do that, brother. All right. This next one's from Barbara. Left turn, here. Clyde. <laughs> next, next one's from Barbara here. Need medical exemption for 30-year-old endodontic student who has been terminated from prestigious institutions for failure to vaccinate. Wow. Despite having religious and medical exemptions, she has one kidney due to kidney cancer five years ago. The New York mm -hmm. doctor seemed hesitant due to government. Please help. Wow. Wow. You know, this sounds like a great case, Malcolm, for uh, Tom Renz or George Wentz mm. or uh, Stephen Junkus. Those are three of the most prominent attorneys in our country right now who are, wow. who are fighting the good fight. I love these guys. Um, so I would, I would say contact um, George Wentz, uh, Dalvier Law Group, uh, Tom Renz, uh, Renz Law, or Stephen Jonkis. And forgive me, I, I don't remember the name of his practice mm -hmm. off, off the top of my head, but I'd contact them, share your experience with them, and they may be able to either take your case 
or direct you to an attorney that does. I also know that California chapter of the Children's Health Defense is actively seeking these type of cases. So make sure to get this information out to them and make them aware that you are a potential plaintiff in a case that could be historic. Wow, I, I like that answer a lot and good information from Barbara. And, you know, I'm just thinking here, I've, of course, I had uh, Attorney Wrench, Tom Wrench is fantastic. I've had him on the broadcast here uh, once or twice here. Need to get him again soon. Uh, he's so busy as well. But, you know, if I can get those three pieces of information, you know what we should do, Dr. Ridley? I'm mm -hmm. just thinking here, those three groups that you are recommending, and I know Wrench, and I'm so glad you mentioned the others. I think we should put them as readily available on the front page of America Out Loud as potential resources, potential legal resources that people, because we got so many tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who need this information that they can mm -hmm. contact one of these legal firms to get the proper help. Maybe we should put those links up and make them readily available. I think you know? that would be a great service to uh, all of these Americans who are, are put in a horrible uh, situation right now. Yeah, let's do it here. This next one's from Kathy Miller. Uh, uh, and I say that because she's the mother of Clayton Crum, former Navy soldier. That's the only reason mm -hmm. I use it with, with her uh, thoughts here. She said, my son Clayton does not want to take any vaccine. His wife, Rose, who is a Filipino, already took an unknown vaccine from China because she was pressured to at her job. Mm -hmm. She lives in the Philippines and has been waiting two years to become a U.S. citizen. Clayton wants to visit her and most likely the final uh, interview to be approved citizenship will happen while he's over there. How does he get a medical exemption form again? Uh, I heard that it's possible. Thanks for standing up for humans. I love this message. She says here, listen, thanks for standing up for humans. Thanks for standing up for freedom, liberty, and our constitution. Thanks for loving and obeying our Lord, sacrificing so much that only he knows and surrendering to be used by him. Your actions are helping and giving hope to us all. Eternally grateful. I love that message from this Miss Kathy Miller. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we are all children of God and, and we I hope in our highest expression of our humanity, servants of God, you know, and I, I am proud to be one of God's many healers on this planet as you are, Brother Malcolm. So thank you so much for that praise. Um, what I would say in, in answer to that is, again, medical exemptions are virtually impossible uh, to come by. I think it's a fruitless endeavor. Uh, to go and spend so much time and energy to try to get one. I would pursue religious exemptions. And I would also, in pursuing religious exemptions, make sure that if I can, I can prove that I am already immune by showing my antibody levels being positive and my T cell counts uh, being, um, being evidence that I, I am already immune. Okay. John says, what can I do? Now, you know, any email you open up and that's the first line of question, you know, there's going to be a, something here. What can I do? Question mark. My ex is taking my daughter for the vax and I can't stop it. I've got to fight. What, what do you recommend? Even her pediatrician says the vax are safe and effective. I don't know what to do. Legal action? Question mark. Uh, you know, there's a couple things that you can do as a, as a parent. And especially when we have exes, that's, that's a, that's a difficult situation to be in, but you can, in, if you have equal custody, you can um, make yourself available uh, at the medical visit and you can demand that the doctor start showing proof of safety and effectiveness um, and also the empirical evidence and data by asking really key questions of that, of that doctor. And, and that sometimes can be enough for the other parent to go, wait a minute, this doctor doesn't really know what they're talking about. They're just repeating a three word phrase as Joseph Goebbels would be so proud of them for doing. So I think that's what I would do is try to get myself into that room and into that conversation. 
and, um, and use that as an opportunity to educate my child as well. And, uh, and then if, uh, you know, in the worst case scenario, I would um, work with a doctor who was able to fast uh, my child afterward uh, and also make sure that the nutrients are available both before and after the inoculation so as to do the best you can to minimize any possibility of adverse events. Okay, this one's from Nancy. Firstly, I do so love and appreciate all you are doing to save lives and share truth. And thank you all. And God bless you and your family abundantly. I want to check the 220 uh, milligrams dose uh, bid for zinc in the algorithm in your algorithm is not a typo i'm not sure where nancy got this from but that's what she's asking here it seems so high if not monitoring the zinc copper ratio but you say for only five to 30 days so perhaps that is safe then with no monitoring can you clarify hmm. you know i, I would want to know where that is because if, if there was a if it was recommended 220 grams of uh of uh zinc like zinc picolinate, then that is a typo. I will go and check where we have put that information out. But um, no, the, the correct dosage that has been recommended for zinc on a daily basis has been dependent for adults, people are, and children over 13 and adults has been 25 to 40 milligrams of zinc, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. And I'm glad to clarify that because zinc is a vital part of it, but this other, this dose seems incredibly high, huh? Yes, that would be very high. And I agree with her that would create a lot of uh, imbalances, particularly with copper. And then uh, with copper getting thrown off that can throw off subsequently iron and, and potentiate potent, um, uh, iron deficiency anemia. So yes, that's very important. Thing All right, I want to aware. sneak this last one in here from Ed. I am on the men from having COVID. Got the monoclonal antibody treatment um, just uh, recent here. Uh, now that I have natural antibodies, can I get COVID again? And or can I transmit the virus to others, in particular, my two grandchildren ages two and three months? What do you say? The uh, empirical evidence that we're seeing is that anyone who has recovered from COVID has at best a 0.2% to 0. Uh, 8% chance of uh, contracting COVID again within um, nine months of uh, recovery. And that in those cases, all of them have been in severely immunocompromised and elderly uh, patients. And even in those cases, they haven't been definitively confirmed as a reinfection. So everything that we've been seeing is that we don't have one reported case that we can say definitively is a true reported a reinfection at this time anywhere in the world. So the likelihood of it is, is pretty insignificant. Okay. Uh, my friends, that is all we have time for here. We're, we're plumb out of time here. Uh, tremendous. Thank you to you, my brother, Dr. Henry Ely. Thank you for everything you do here on the front lines. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me again, brother Malcolm. And thank you to everyone who's listening and supporting stay strong. We are going to win this. We are winning this. Just keep doing what you're doing. Let's make sure we are all champions of freedom for all and always. And amen to that. Uh, COVIDCon21.com is a lot of information there you can get as well. Look up Dr. Henry Ely under our team. We're just proud and pleased to have Dr. Henry Ely here, part of our team here at America Out Loud. Uh, we're doing everything we can to get all of this out to you all. Uh, friends, uh, help us get the information out. Share, share the knowledge, the information. Tell other people about it, please, uh, so that we get the biggest impact to help as many people as we possibly can. Uh, people, it's a very weird time in history. 
industry. Uh, people really need uh, this strength and, and they need to be in like-minded company as well. People that have positive energy, uh, people that can help to get the answers. And, you know, that's what it's all about and helping thy fellow man. I mean, there's not a greater gift that I can think of my friends than to help that fellow man. Remember also to get out and walk and breathe, see the trees and, uh, you know, and, and take your healthy cell, do what you gotta do, take all the things that are important in your body, uh, feel good, be good, and uh, let's do it. Let's keep on the mission here, friends, to make that ultimate difference. Hey, thank you for being on the mission with me always. It's time to get involved and get loud.